Welcome to the Faith to Change Your World broadcast with Brother Chidi Aiko. If you're a child of God, you are far above principalities and powers. You are far above anything the devil will bring your way. You are far above it. Every child of God is seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And because we are seated there, we are far above principalities and powers. Not because of what we did, but because of the office and the authority, the power that Jesus possessed. We were dead, we were buried, we resurrected, and we are now seated with him in heavenly places. But then, many believers, we can have a seat. Many believers have been taught over time to magnify the devil. Many believers magnify the devil and his court. According to them, the devil has so much power. And they try to make you understand that ah, it's the devil. Eh? You don't have to that man. It can be. And they are called powers that are not supposed. They are called to the devil the kind of power that he doesn't even have. Believers are called. Believers, Christians, are called to the devil the kind of power that he doesn't even have. So it is important that we realize the need. As Christians, to dominate everything according to the scriptures, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Say, I am seated, I am seated in, heavenly places in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. I am seated, I am seated in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Now, in order to understand your authority, or in order to understand your authority over the devil, you need to first recognize your place in God. That's the first thing you need to do in order to understand how powerful you are in the body of Christ, or what kind of power you have over the devil. For you to understand that, you need to first understand your place in God. So when you understand your place in God, this recognition of your place in God helps you to take your office or helps you to release or realize your authority, the kind of authority you have in God. Because the problem with many believers, according to the scriptures, is that the people perish because of the lack of what? The lack of knowledge. But now if you are able to know what God has done for you, what he has provided for you, what you can assess through the name of Jesus, what you can assess because you are saved, what you can assess because you believe, then you will know how much power you have over the devil. Every Christian is able to whip the devil. But not all Christians whip the devil. Why is that? Because many Christians do not know how much power they have in the name of Jesus. They don't know how much power they have in Jesus. They don't know. And that's why the scripture said, resist the devil 
and he will flee. Not begging, don't get the devil. Resist him. What does it mean to resist him? Kick him out. Push him away. Resist him and he will flee. He will flee. He will not resist you back. If you resist him, he will flee. Why will he flee? Your resisting him is not to be done like a Jessica. It is to be done with the power of faith. And so when you resist the devil, the Bible says, or the Bible guarantees you that the devil will do what? Flee. So it is not God's will for you to live below your privileges in Christ. God does not want you to live below your privileges. He cannot send the son to come and die on the cross of Calvary and then the son died and the son died to provide many things for the, for the Christians and, and for the body of Christ. And then the things that his son died to provide, Christians are not enjoying it. It is not God's will for us to live below our privileges in Christ. Please write that down. It is not God's will for his children, for us, for you to live below your privileges in Christ. What did the Bible say in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 6? Let's go there. Ephesians chapter 2, brother, from verse 4 to 6. Ephesians 2, from verse 4 to 6. Are we there? Ephesians 2, from verse 4 to 6. The Bible says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us up together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. And he had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He raised us up together with Jesus and he made us sit together with Jesus. Where? In heavenly places in where? Christ Jesus. And what did I tell you when I started? I said, you need to understand first of all or recognize first of all your place in God before you can now know how much authority and how to use the authority that you have in over the devil. So Ephesians 2 says that you have seen tells us that we were raised up with Jesus and we are now seated with him in heavenly places in the in, in Christ Jesus. And in Jesus lies all the power. You should know that, that Jesus has all the power. All authority has been given unto him in heaven and on earth. All authority, anywhere you can find them, has been given to who? To Jesus in heaven and on earth. These were his last words to his disciples. Some of his last words to his disciples. If you go to the book of Matthew chapter 28, I think we should go there. Matthew 28, verse... 18, Sister Mercy, you can read for us. Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Stop. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And this is the man... Whom you are in whom you are seated with in the heavenly places. And he's telling you before he ascended to heaven that hey, 
All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. So Jesus has all authority. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto him. So there is nothing that you can see that is above Jesus. And because Jesus has the position that is way above principalities and powers, the Bible says that God has given him above. Uh, God has given him a name that is above all other names. That at the name of Jesus, every name must bow. In all things must bow. Or every name must bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. So even the demons everywhere they are, are they in the heavens? Are they in the earth? Are they on the earth rather? And then are they under the earth? The name of Jesus, the power in His name, is way way above. He has the authority over everything, everywhere you can find them. So, what was the next thing he told us? He said, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. And then what does it mean? Go in this authority that I have given unto you. What does go ye therefore mean? All authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. It's like saying, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now take this authority and go on my behalf. That's exactly what that scripture means. So, all authority is telling you now. Um, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now, take this authority and go in my name. So, what did he say? He said, go ye therefore. When you say therefore, it means something has been there before. So, go ye therefore. There was something there before. So, go ye therefore. What was there before? The authority. All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Now, take this authority and go in my name. Go on behalf of me. Go and do the things I was supposed to be doing what if I, if I was on earth. So he said, Go ye therefore and teach the nations. Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And know I am with you always, even unto the end of time. I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. He's telling you. So, he has the authority, he gave you the authority, he told you to go on his behalf, and he's telling you confidentially that he is with you always for the rest of the the end of the world, or for the rest of your life. He's with you. What kind of assurance do we need then? When Jesus has told us that all authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth, and this is the authority I am giving unto you as well, go therefore, go ye therefore, and teach the nations, baptize the nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Do all these things, make disciples, and just be assured that I will be with you always, even to the end of the world. So it is the same with the same authority that Jesus had that we operate on earth. Somehow, I have never, I have never been amongst the kind of believers that are scared. Of devils or witchcraft operations or the cohorts of darkness, I, those things don't scare me, and they don't scare me because I had this knowledge right from time, right from when I was a child. I had the knowledge that if Jesus is greater than these people, then I am greater than them. And I can tell you categorically that no demon, no devil, no witchcraft, no witch or wizard can harm me. Why? Because I know my place in God. And please, when I talk about knowing, I do not mean head knowledge because many believers mistaken head knowledge with revelation knowledge. The kind of knowing I'm talking about is the kind of knowing that synchronizes with your spirit. 
Not the kind of knowing that I've read this in the Bible. I know, I know, I know, I know. And then the demons will weep you because these things are real. The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So these things are real. But if you know, knowing fully well in Revelation, having a personal encounter with what you know, that the devil cannot come close to you or anybody that you cover by faith. Then it is impossible for darkness to come to you. Very much impossible. I had this knowledge when I was serving during my NYC, my youth corporate, my national service days. I had this knowledge when I was in the university. I had this knowledge. One day when I was in the university, on, on, on the particular midnight, I went outside to 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 to, to urinate or yeah, I went outside to to, to 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 I think to urinate very late in the night. And I think I, I really I'm not shared this experience with anybody, but while I was urinating, I was writing my final exam. And I was worried because of the fact that I was supposed to graduate with the first class and the particular exam was um, having a four point and I needed to pass that exam. But the man that was behind that exam or the lecturer behind the exam was a very strict man that was intentionally not happy about successes of others, about the successes of others. So that morning or that night I slept worried and so when I came out to urinate early in the morning, I was still, I was still worried and urinating. Then I, in my heart or um, yes, in my heart, I was still praying and saying, Father, please help me. Let me get at least a B in this subject so that I can get my first class. That's, that was my prayer. I wanted to carry my first class. So God, so help me so that I can get my first class and um, do well because my eventual intention, my human intention, but God had a better plan, but my human intention at the time was to become a lecturer in the university. And that's what everybody even thought. So, I was urinating and then, when I made that prayer, the next thing I heard, loud and clear, was you are going to fail. Immediately, goosebumps ran over my body. I, I, I'm not telling you that I, I heard it in my head. No. I heard it loud. It was dark in the night. Everywhere was dark. And then I heard it loud. Shut up! You are going to fail! And I was scared! Should I run back? Or should I come inside? Now, some people would have died immediately. Not because the, the, power, the devil is that powerful, but because of fear. And when you have fear, you open the door for the devil to strike. But when I, was I going to run? I wanted to run. But for some reason, I not stood back and shouted, I come against you in the name of Jesus. That's what I shouted. And I was worried like, even though I still had fear, I, 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 I didn't have the kind of fear that I have now. I had fear at that time. So even I still had fear, I was still bold enough to stand and shout back at the, at the voice that I heard. I said, I come against you in the name of Jesus. And that was the end of it. I didn't hear anything again. And I stood there, intentionally waiting to hear another voice. But I didn't hear. Then I went inside. That subject, I did score an A in it. I scored an A. In the same subject that I pray for, I scored an A in it. But God had his plans and he didn't make me become a lecturer for a reason. But I was going to tell you, I wanted to, I was, I'm saying that to tell you that the devil will make you think he is powerful. True, he has some powers. 
But the powers he has, are, the powers that he has are not, are not in the same category with the powers that Jesus possesses. And because we walk or we are joint heads with Jesus, everything that he can do and everything that he has, we can do and we have. Did Jesus cast out devils when he was on earth? There is no reason why you should not cast out devils. Did Jesus heal the sick when he was on earth? There is no reason why you should not heal the sick. Did Jesus open blind eyes when he was on earth? There is no reason why you should not open blind eyes. Was Jesus struck by the devil when he was on earth? If the devil strikes you, there is a problem. You are not living right. When we're doing my do when we're doing our national service, we served in a very in, in, in a den of witches where witches and wizards were very obvious. And then we would sleep at night, and then some of my fellow core members would wake up with different kind of stretch marks on their bodies, as though they whipped them in the night. You will see different marks all over their bodies, but throughout my one year in that village, I never saw one mark on my body. One, I never saw. But I mean, people who were even higher than me in in in, in the fellowship. I mean, their ranks in the fellowship were, was higher than me. But your your physical rank does not guarantee your spiritual maturity. So you can be a pastor, a bishop, and then the devil still attacks you and whips you, whereas your member is enjoying the power and protection of Jesus because of his or her faith. So this person was way ahead of me. In fact, he was the president of the fellowship. And then he will wake up and still show us the stretch, I mean the marks on his body that the devil had, or the or witches and wizards had inflicted on him. He will wake up breathing in some part of his body as though he was struck or, I mean, he was flogged or, I mean, molested physically, abused by the devil. But in the same house, in the same house where one, two, three people are waking up with marks all over their body because the devil attacked them. In the same house, I would wake up and they would always look at me and say, this guy, why is yours different? And nothing, one, one, till I left that village, one mark did not happen on my body. One, it didn't happen. Because I've always known that I was far above principality and i didn't just know as a matter of knowing i knew by revelation that the devil cannot find anything on me he has no place over my life because i am far above him i am far above him one of the nights we were sleeping and then and, and then the next thing my um, one of our core members said was that he was sleeping, he wanted to stand up to urinate, and then he could not stand up. He wanted to stand up, he could not stand up. It was as though something was, a being was pressing him down, and pressing him down. And he wanted to stand up, he could not stand up. He wanted to stand up, he could not stand up. And he eventually managed to shout Jesus, and he stood up. When he stood up, he was panting seriously. He was panting seriously. And then, what he told me, when he woke up in the morning, was that he had to shout in that middle of night that I am not the one that prays. I am not the one that prays. That's the room of the boy that prays or the man that prays. Go to his room and attack him. Who was he talking about? Me. But they know where I was. My room is just there. They knew where my room was. Why are they not coming to molest me? Because they knew that this man, 
knows his place in God. And we can find nothing when we go close to him. So eventually I started teaching them, this is how you should live and this is how you should live. But then, even then, I didn't even know much. And that's to tell you that, like Jesus said, your faith, even as small as a mustard seed, it can tell a mountain to move from here to here and it will happen. A small mustard seed faith can move mountains. What will happen when you have a, good, a big faith? What will happen? If mustard seed faith can move mountains from here to here, what will happen when you now develop the faith and, 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 and get better in it? It means you will move nations, you will, you will reposition the world, you will change things that are way greater than mountains. Way greater. So, you are far above principalities and powers if you know from your spirit and you make it a reality that the devil is not in your category. Why? Because you have or you are in the same category as Jesus and light and darkness have nothing in common. So, the devil cannot affect you. This is what you say to the devil. Can you affect Jesus? Can you torment Jesus? No. The answer is no, right? If you see Jesus, what happens? You bow. There's no reason why you should see me and not bow. If the devil cannot afflict Jesus, he should not. It must not afflict you. If the devil bows when he sees Jesus, he should bow when he sees you. That's the reality of every believer. So we are blessed by Jesus. We are seated in heavenly places with him. And we are empowered to represent him everywhere we go. We are empowered to represent Jesus everywhere we go. Everywhere. And I later realized this as I kept working with God, as I kept reading books, reading a very a very strong book that really helped me in this aspect as well spiritually. It was the book by Kenneth Hagin um, called The Triumphant Church. It really opened my eye to understanding many things about demons and darknesses and, and and their operations and a book by or oh, an excerpt of um Derek Prince those things were very helpful but you need to understand first of all that everywhere God sends you he sends you as a legislator on his behalf we are joint heads with Jesus so when I realized later that God does not just want me to use this faith for myself alone. He's blessing me so that I can be a blessing to other people around me. Do you understand that? So he's blessing me to be a blessing to others. He's giving me that faith so that I can spread my faith and help others get into the faith cycle and begin to work in faith on their own as well. So everywhere he sends you, he sends you as a senator or as a legislator. And so it means that he, you should have authority over that jurisdiction. That entire jurisdiction should be under your spiritual control. That's how far God wants you to go. That you come to an environment and that entire environment stays under your spiritual control. Nothing happens spiritually within that environment without your permission. I had that knowledge before we moved into this environment. And so some of the first things I did when we moved in here was to walk around this environment walk around the estate in the middle of the night, in the morning, on Saturdays, walk around and begin to declare that the atmosphere of this place will not move without my permission. 
I took authority over here and I decreed that even the even birds of the air, the devils, the devils that fly at night cannot operate here as long as I am here. Have you heard of situations in Nigeria where they or they say that a bird was flying and then it fell and then it crashed and it became a human being? Yes, that happened. That bird was a demonic bird or a witch that was flying from a missing point to maybe to another meeting point or going anywhere else and then he got that which got to a particular atmosphere and it crashed why did it crash because the power in that atmosphere was too strong for it and that power was available because somebody in that atmosphere understands the power that he or she carries and that person has control over that atmosphere and that person must have released words and said this atmosphere is under my division even one single witch cannot fly past this environment you will crash. So everywhere you see that witchcraft fall, witchcraft fall, there's somebody there, a representative of Jesus, who has positioned everything in the atmosphere and who is in charge of that jurisdiction. And that witch is flying without his authority or authority and he has to crash because you cannot fly without my permission in my environment. That's how powerful your, your life is. That's how powerful Jesus has made you. That everywhere you go, everything should be under your jurisdiction. Under! I mean, everything should be, everything in your jurisdiction should be under your authority, under your permission. Under! On a Sunday morning, from my flat, I came out, wanted to polish my shoes or turn on the generator very early in the morning. It went on the Sunday morning and we were preparing for the service. And then I came out to turn on my generator. For, for some reasons, I just stayed there. Why? Why did I stay there? I felt something wrong. I stayed. And the next thing I heard was in front of me. A demonic bed fell. In this compound where we are currently living, a demonic bed fell. And I was like, who gave you the authority in the first place to pass it? When I am around, so, your faith is not supposed to be used for you alone this time. So, God wants you to develop that faith. Now, develop it and pass it to your family. Then, move it and make it spread to benefit members of your community. So, if you get to an environment, you release your authority. You take dominion over the atmosphere. That's why God said, dominate. He said, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the best of the air, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Over every flying thing that flyeth on the earth. Over every swimming thing that swimmeth in, in, in the waters, anything at all, you have dominion over it. So when you get to an environment where God has given you authority over as a, as a representative, as an ambassador of Jesus, you take authority, and nothing happens in that jurisdiction without your control, or without your authority, or without your permission. That's why you pass this environment or you pass some environment and people are looking at you anyhow. Why are they looking at you? Because they understand that this guy is, this guy bears light. And the kind of light that this person carries, we cannot come close to the person. The only thing we can do is to be eyeing him or her anytime she passes. <laughs> but you just laugh and go. Why? Because you know that they are powerless. Two things, they cannot do you anything and they cannot operate in your environment. So you have locked them on. Do you understand that? So they cannot harm you. They cannot harm anybody that is related to you or anybody that you have covered by faith then they cannot even perform in that environment. They cannot perform. 
So that's how. So it, it becomes an error when you live in an environment and witches are having a meeting in your backyard. It means you are a powerless Christian. You are a Christian. You are a very few be faith, and the devil can even fly over your roof, or the devil can hold a meeting on your on the, on the roof or on the rooftop of your own of your own very house. On the rooftop of your own very flat, that becomes an error. Then, then some even some Christians, the devil will even come into your house and are fleeing your own house. Do you not know that Jesus has made you to be seated in heavenly places with Him, and with Jesus you are far above principalities and powers? Do you not know? That if the devil cannot afflict Jesus, he cannot afflict. I heard of the story of a man of God. I can't remember who it was. Whether it was Billy Graham, or I can't remember who it was exactly. They said the devil entered into his house in the middle of the night. After making lots of noise or anything, the person, the man, the man of God came out from his room. And when he got there, he turned on the light and was hearing some noise in his house. He turned on the light and he was like, yes. And he saw the devil in his house. <laughs> Instead of praying, he saw the devil. What did he do? He just turned out the light. And this is what he told the devil. You better leave there before I come back. The devil went inside. You better leave there before I do what? Before I come back. He did not say, Devil, I come against you. Fire, fire, fire. Why? Because we are doing that, we are doing that out of fear. Why is this? Like, he just don't know the light. He saw the devil. He not said, are you the one disturbing me since? Ah, I even thought it was something serious. So the devil is not even as serious as he should be. Ah, you are the one disturbing me. I even thought it was something serious. Better go leave there before I come back. And he went inside his house. What do you think the devil did? I turned back about on. And he went out. Why? Because he knew that that man of God was corrosive in what he believed. You are far above principalities. I got a hold of this truth since I was a child. That I was far above. I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was fortunate to listen to certain kind of messages that instilled this truth in me. Messages by Chris Oyakulume, Pastor Chris Oyakulume of, 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 of the 90s, the 90s. This is your day by Reverend Ben by Pastor Benny Hill. Many years ago, my dad would always buy this is your day tapes for me, video cassettes. I would always watch. Even as a child, he would always buy Pastor Christus messages for me. He would always buy different kind of messages for me, and I would always listen. So during that time of listening hold of this truth, then God, as I kept growing in him, made that truth even a more stronger reality and not even made it in such a way that everywhere I go if I get to an environment I take control see a boy says if he gets to an environment it comes to anytime he gets to a country and he flies to a country this is what see a boy says if he gets to a country man first thing he does from the airport is devil and your Cohorts, witches and wizards, everybody. T.L. Osborne is in town. Run away. What does that mean? And you, you just 
If the Lord can open your spiritual eyes, you don't see all the demons and witches and the carrying about. It's in town, it's in town, tell us when it's in town and they're running away. Why are they running away? Because they know that the man who will deal with them is around. And why did he say that? Because he knows that I cannot be in India or I cannot be in Nigeria and the devil is oppressing. And gradually the Lord wants you to grow your jurisdiction from your very street to your community, to your state, to your environment. Was it not Benson Idaosa of blessed memory? Archbishop Benson Idaosa of blessed memory? That head, that witches in the world said they were going to come and hold a meeting in Benin, in his backyard, in Benin, in my own Benin. I mean, I did not say witches in Benin. I did not say witches in Nigeria. I said witches and wizards from all parts of the world announced on TV and on everywhere that are going to hold their meeting in Benin, Nigeria. And Archbishop Benson Idaosa, who is a man with corrosive faith, head of it, and he said, eh? Under my own jurisdiction, in my own jurisdiction, the devil wants to meet. And he went on TV and announced that if the bony people were, and you will say you are witches and wizards, I dare you to come. If you don't all die, call me bastard. What do you think they did? You think they held the meeting? They ran away. He said, eh? Basically, the outside said something to me. Better run away. Like, I'm not there. I'm not there. Everybody ran away. Why? Because Basically, the outside knew that he's seated with Jesus in heavenly places and he's far above principalities. Just like God wants you to know that you are far above principalities. Every believer, it is not only the pastors, it is not only me that is far above principalities. You are far above principalities. Every believer is far above principalities. Every believer has the power to cast out devils. Every believer. But you don't know. And we are only moved or affected by the things that are not of this realm. The word of God. And because the word of God gives us the kind of life that we want, we stay and do the things that God wants us to do everywhere we do it. Everywhere we are and the way he wants us to do it. So nothing is permitted to happen or nothing should be permitted to happen in your environment without your permission. Write that down. Nothing should be permitted to happen in your environment without your permission. That is how powerful you can be when you know what Jesus has done for you. So we are supposed to take dominion in our jurisdiction and hold it ready for the soon coming Jesus. So everywhere he sends you, you are supposed to take dominion of that place and say, Lord, I'm, I've held this place under my jurisdiction and then it is ready for you when you come, we'll give it to you. You are supposed to take dominion of it and hold it ready for the soon coming Jesus. Nothing is permitted or nothing should be permitted to happen in your own environment without your permission. Nothing. I was listening to um, a, a, an old tape by um, Dr. Lester Sumrall, the man of faith and destiny. I like that man. Now, Dr. Lester Sumrall said something very key. He said, how did it become so popular and famous in the Philippines? Philippines was a country that had a particular girl 
who possessed, who was possessed by the devil. And the devil that possessed this girl was a monster. In the sense that the devil will molest her, the devil will do all manner of things. If any man come close to her, the devil will tear the man, the girl's, like if you hold the girl, you will touch her. The place you touched her, take your hand away. There will be caught on the girl's body. And if you look at the person who touched her, you will see blood on the person's hand as well. That was how terrible that girl's case was. So they said pastors, or I mean they said the Archbishop of Philippines. The Archbishop of the biggest church in Philippines had gone to pray for her. And guess what? He died. Baby pastors, baby pastors in the church, in the environment, had gone to pray for her. What happened? They died. But here is a 20-something year old Lester Sumrall. And they told him, oh no, the Lord told him and the Lord spoke to him that that girl, I want you to go pray for her, for her. And he was like, what are you talking to me for? Tell somebody else. And the Lord said, if you don't go, I don't have anybody in this entire Philippines that will go and save that girl. Eh? And I was like, eh? You don't have anybody in this whole big, big church. The Lord said, I don't have anybody that can do this job. Go, go and do it. So he went to meet the governor or the, yes, the, go, or the president of the environment and told, or the governor of the state and told them that, please, I want to pray for the girl. Ah, and they were like, ah, small boy like you. Ah, no, you cannot. We don't want another person to die on our, in our own roof or anything. And after many ado, they allowed him. And what happened? He said he went in and prayed. At first, he touched the girl. And if he touched the girl, the way he touched, he removed his hand. There was blood on the girl's body. And the girl fainted. They said normally when she fainted, it would take her two days to wake up. And immediately, he just he, he dragged her up and slapped her. Get out in the name of Jesus. And the girl started manifesting. And everybody like, hey, the girl that will die, that will sleep when she is fall down like that and faint. It's still two days time. No matter what you do, she will not wake up. But he took her up and slapped her. And she woke up. She was now running up and down, rolling, rolling, rolling. The devil was trying to get out. Eventually, the devil got out. And they were like, whoa. And he said that they started worshipping him like God. In the environment. They said, ah, let's start some row. Ah, let's start some row. Ah, let's start some And God told him, leave that environment. You know why God told him, leave that environment? You are not helping the faith of these people. They are now seeing you as a God. But that's not even where I'm going. Where I'm going is the fact that God used a little Lester Sumrall in the midst of many people to cast out devils. So that shows you that even a 12-year-old who understands this thing and is standing in faith can cast out devils even when an 80-year-old person cannot. So it is not about your age. It is about your what? Faith. And so that's how it became very popular in the in, in Philippines. And one of the ways when that God used to bless his ministry and expound him. You are far above principalities. You are far above principalities. Very importantly. So I tell you that nothing is permitted to happen in your environment without your permission. And this is how powerful you can be when you know what Jesus has done for you. When you know. That's the difference. When you know. But how come many don't know? This is the prayer that I prayed on myself for many years. 
the prayer that I prayed on myself many nights with my wife on the bed before we sleep, on, on my own. Before, and sometimes I just stay on my own. When I want to do something every day, I made a particular prayer. And that's the prayer that I want us to look at now. Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 15. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Verse 17. That the Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know, so that you can know what is the hope of His calling and what the riches of the glory and what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he had wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him in his own right hand, where? In heavenly places, far above all principality and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world, but also in the world that is to come. And I put all things under his feet. Under whose feet? The feet of who? Jesus. The feet of who? Jesus. Far above all principalities. And that's the topic, that's the title of our message today. Far above principalities. Far above principalities. Let's look at that in the TLB version. The Living Bible. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. Let's look at it from the Living Bible. Specifically. It reads, That is why ever since I heard of your strong faith, in Lord, in the Lord Jesus, and of the love you have for Christians everywhere, I have never stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you wisdom to see clearly and really understand what Christ, who Christ is, and all that He has done for you. I have never stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you wisdom so you can see clearly and really understand who Christ is and all that Christ has done for you. I pray that your hearts be flooded with light so that you can see something of the future he has called you to share. I want you to realize that God has been made rich because we who are Christ have been given to him. I pray that you will begin to understand how incredibly great his power is to help those who believe him. It is that same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly places, the same place where you are, far, far, not just far, but far, 
far above any other king or ruler or dictator or leader anywhere in the world, whether in the air, whether in the sea, whether on the land, anywhere. Yes, his honor is far more glorious than that of anyone else in this world or in the world to come. And, he ha- and God has put all things under his feet and has made him, Jesus, the supreme head of the church, which is his body filled with himself, the author and giver of everything everywhere. If you can open your eyes to see, if God can open your eyes and give you wisdom so that you can see who Christ is and really understand what he has done for you, forget it. If you can really see who Christ is, if you can really understand what Christ has done for you, then you would have everything that you want on, on, on earth. Then you will go everywhere you want to go in life. Then you will reach all the top of the mountains you want to get to in life. You will accomplish many things that God wants you to accomplish. If you can know who God is, you can really know who God is, and you can really see who God is, you can really understand what God has done for you and how much power he has given to you, then you can walk anywhere in his name. When the eyes of your understanding is enlightened, you will then begin to see how powerful God has made you. So, you are far above principalities as you read from the scriptures. You are far above what powers, above what might, above what dominion. And over every cohort of the devil, you are far above them. So, it becomes an error. The devil should not in any time, at any point, oppress you. Never. You are far above principalities. The difference between one one Christian who is always talking about the devil always attacking me, the devil always attacking me, and another Christian, in most cases, is the knowledge. When the, why the devil can comfortably attack one Christian? The devil cannot even come close to another Christian. Imagine a man like T.L. Osborne who said, that every time he gets to an environment, he decrees and says, Devil, I'm in the environment, run away. And what do they do? They run away. But another man can come to the same environment and the devil say, Attack him, and they go and attack him. What's the difference? Knowledge and faith. That's the difference. That which is said they're going to meet in somebody's environment. And the person came out on TV and said, If they bone you people, welcome. And the witches went back and said, please, we cannot go there. That man is very mean. With all their powers, they ran away. Why? Because they know that even all of them combined cannot defeat Archbishop Benson in Gaussa. That's how powerful it is. So, as long as we are in this earth, and this is what is very important, the devil will always want to try to attack you or check your resolve. They will want to check your spiritual strength. So, the devil will always want to see you. That's, he, he will not just let you be. As long as you're on the earth, the devil will first want to check if this one is strong. Is he a strong believer? Attack him small. If they attack him small, and they see that you are chickening out and you are fearing. <laughs> oh, this one, this one, you never know anything. Self. Attack him, attack him, and then they keep attacking you. So, when you fear and chicken out, the devil then knows that, ah, this one does not understand his place in God. 
and then he can deal with you the way he wants to deal with you. But what happens? When you stay in faith and you show him faith, then he comes. You resist the devil. God cannot come and get out of here. He will come, bro. Yes, he will come. He will try. But when he comes, you resist him. Come on, get out from here. You cannot do anything, my friend. Are, are, are you okay? Come on, get out. And then he runs away. And then next time, like, don't go close to that guy. He's strong. He has strong resolve. He will not be able to come close to you. So when you stay in faith, the devil knows that he can do nothing to you. When you stay in faith and when you shoot in faith, when he comes to attack you. The Bible says that you resist the devil and he will do what? He will flee. How would he flee when you show him that, devil, you cannot oppress me. You cannot. It is not possible that you oppress me. It is never possible. The devil will give up and go away. Well, let me give you a secret. We have the power to punish the devil ahead of the judgment day. The Bible says that before the judgment, that on the judgment day, the devil will be cast into the bottomless pit, where he will fall into for a thousand years. That's in the book of Revelation. But what I have learned to do is that every time I see a demonic influence in an environment, what I do is that I bind the devil behind that influence with the chains of God and with the fetters of iron, and I punish it. Ahead of the judgment day. Before the judgment day, I, I have the power to do that because I am the son of God. So, know even well that when, you, when they come to attack you, you will not even spare them. It is one thing for you to resist them and let them go. It is another thing for you to resist them and punish them at all. So they dare not come close to you. They dare not come close. So God wants you to stay in faith. But how do you even do that? Let's see Ephesians chapter 6. From verse 10 I read. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil because the devil may come. Principalities and powers will come. But you need to put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand against them. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, yes, against powers, yes, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, yes, against spiritual wickedness in high places, yes. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to do what? Stand. What does it mean to stand? To stand in faith when the devil comes. You take up the whole armor of God. He will tell you the armor of God very soon. But you take it up. And then having done all, you do what? Stand. The devil is pushing you, pushing you. God, get out. You cannot do anything here. You stand. When you don't check it out, you stand. Having done all, stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins get about with truth. It means you know the truth. And that's knowledge when knowledge comes in. Having your loins get about with truth. It means you know the truth. If you stand without knowledge, you're on your own. If you stand without revelation knowledge, you're on your own. But then if you stand with knowledge, and knowledge is not rocket science. Just read the scriptures. Meditate it. It will enter your spirit. 
So have your loins get about with one, with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness and the righteousness of God, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all. What does it mean when we say above all? Very importantly, it means beyond all these things, the most important one is this one I want to say. It said, above all, taking the shield of what? Faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the devil. What do they use a shield for in a war front? When the enemy's throw shoot, um, when the um, enemy's army in a, in, a, in a movie or in, in a military shoot their arrows, I mean the archers shoot their arrows. What do they use to block the arrows? The shield. We are not about everything to touch the shield. When, and when you use the shield to block everything, does the arrow affect the person who is blocking it? No. What, where do they go to? They hit the shield and then they all do what? Fall on the floor. Right? Do they, do they from the shield, attack the shield and see kill the person? No. So what does it mean? That faith is your word, shield, against the plans and the attacks of the devil. The only thing that will make everything that the devil is doing not to get close to you is your shield of what? Faith. So, the devil is throwing everything that he wants to throw and you are like, like this. And what is that you are holding? Faith. You are using your shield of faith to, 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 shoot, to get away every fiery dart of the devil. What's that? That is what they throw. Whew. So every rubbish thing that the devil is throwing at you, you are doing what? You are blocking it with what? The shield of what? Faith. Faith is very important in the body of Christ. When I, once I, when, the moment I realized that, the moment I discovered that, I decided to die there. Why? Because faith is the very way the world and God wants you to live. That's why it was not in the error that the Bible repeated four times in the scriptures that the just shall live by his faith. And faith is one of the most common words that were mentioned in the scriptures. Faith. So it is very important that you understand the power of faith. So when you have faith, the devil can never come close to you. Why? Because faith that you have is like a shield. And when he throws all his fear with that, what happens? It does not affect you. Now, does that mean that you are carrying a shield in your back that the right faith on physically? Does that mean? No. What does that scripture mean? That you have faith. Once you are living by faith, everything that the devil is doing at you will not work. That's how simple it is. So the Lord is not saying carry your shield of faith everywhere again. Remember, uh, carry your scuba, carry your scuba, carry your shield of faith, carry your shield of faith, carry your scuba. Is that what the Lord means? No. But carry your scuba, carry your scuba, carry your shield of faith. Where is your shield of faith? In your spirit. And you are going, and the devil throws everything at you. And you know what? No. Why? Because of faith. Very important. So the shield of faith will keep you far above principalities and far above every life affair. The shield of faith. It quenches all the fiery that Satan will throw at you. Everything that the devil will throw, if you have the shield of faith, it will quench it. It will quench it all. And believers need to develop strength. The strength 
that God wants you to de de develop rather is the strength of faith. It is that strength that makes you stand in the day of your adversity and not fall. The Bible says that if you faint in the day of your adversity, what happens to your strength? Your strength is little. The strength there is your what? Your faith, your resolve. It is little. That's why a man can say challenges. Maybe they came, I didn't know. And I learned and I to, I, I to behave like that too. Anything can be happening, but I really don't put my mind to them any longer. So, and then, problem, what kind of problem? I, I don't know when, did it happen? Don't know. You live like that. Because your faith is targeted on something. And you are not moved by all these other things because you know that they are just temporary and they are just the devil trying to distract your focus. But keep going where you are going to. Even if it means you have to break a relationship, keep going. Even if it means you have to break anything, just keep going. Keep your focus to where, how, where you are going with God, what you are hoping to achieve with God. Keep going there. That's the important purpose. How do you then develop strength through the Spirit? Ephesians 3, from verse 14, I read to verse 21. Please read that for us, Sister Messi. Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he grants you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through the Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, Abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much. That's Ephesians 3 in the King James Version. And that's how you can develop strength in your spirit. But let's look at that in the New Living Translation. In the New Living Translation. I read, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. That's faith. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should. How wide, how long, how high, how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though 
it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations. That power that you have can do more than you ask or what? Think. But many people don't even know that they have the power not to talk of use it. You have the power. What did Jesus tell us in Mark 16, 17? What did Jesus tell us we can do with the power? What did he tell us? Mark 16, 17. Jesus said in Mark 16, 17, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. In my name shall cast out devils. Now, I just spoke about Lester Sumrall. One of the script. He said one of the scriptures that he meditated fully on was Mark 16, 17, before he casted out that devil. In my name, they shall cast out devils. If they do what? Believe. What is that belief? Faith. It is the first step of faith. But then when you add action to it, it becomes full faith. But because you, you cannot walk in faith if you don't believe. So believing is the first phase. Then action, when it is added to believe, becomes faith. That's why the Bible says faith without works is dead. So, move in my name and cast out devils. So anybody can cast out devils. Because we are all far above principalities. We are all far above principalities. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you are blessed. We upload new messages every week to keep you inspired and strengthened in faith. Call us today on 0909-632-5899. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our channel. God bless you.